dear brothers and sisters in Christ, today, on this very holy day, the birth of our Lord, the nativity of our Savior, we should rejoice. Only joy should be within our soul, within our families, because it is a very special day that we celebrate as we rejoice in the Lord for his birth amongst us, we wish to meditate together on the great mystery that we celebrate. And uh, the best uh, way to be introduced with our soul, with our intelligence into this contemplation is to meditate upon the introit of this Mass. The first lines taken from the prophet Isaiah, a child, Isaiah, a child is born to us and the son is given to us whose government is upon his shoulder and his name shall be called the angel of great counsel. We immediately see here the connection with the letter to the Hebrews. The Son, the uh, only begotten Son of the Father, was given a name which is superior to that of the angels, because none of the angels had, had ever heard that word, You are my Son, today I beget you. Christ, the Word incarnate, is the Son who in the fullness of time, has become man. And we can also say that creation and the angels themselves, the invisible creation of God, were made in view of Christ, for the sake of Christ. This is the reason why Christ, this little child, now born to us, is the very reason and the very end of creation. I would suggest that today, <clears throat> as we celebrate our Lord's nativity and contemplate this child who is born to us, we may also ponder carefully the meaning of Christmas by uh, looking at it from the angle of this uh, humility of God, God who is humble and chose to be incarnate, to be a little child, like your children, your little children you have with you. God is that child. This is something inconceivable for a human intelligence. And in fact, that was an idea rejected. Even for the fact that this child is already uh, now prefiguring his very end, the very end of his life, which is the cross. The vulnerability of God being a child is already prefiguring that weakness, if you want, human weakness, when our Lord would be crucified on the cross. And this is the reason why the world of that time could not understand it and rejected it. That is foolishness. That is a scandal. Scandal to the Jews. 
foolishness to the Greeks, to the intelligent people, the philosophers. God is a genetos. God is not generated. And God is not able to suffer. There is incapacity to suffer. So this Christ cannot be God. Yes. God is not generated. God is not able to suffer. But there is something that was uh, missing. God, in his eternal love, can become a child. Can it become a child? Yes. Because love is greater than human understanding, than human intelligence. Love is above, not against our reason, but the completion of our intelligence. God in his infinite majesty, being the one who is the Word, the Word that made everything out of nothing, that same Word, because the Word is Logos, but Logos with a heart, Logos with love. The Logos is love itself. That Word could be Incarnate and God, His infinite love, chose to be abased, to come down. There was only one possibility for God not to be greater than Himself. There is nothing greater than Him. He's infinite. In His infinity, He could only choose to be finite, to be small, to be a little child. And He did so. For the sake of our love. Because he wanted also to create all things in order to prepare the coming of his own son. This child who today is born to us. What is the lesson that we get from this mystery? God's infinite love. Uh, shrinking, so to speak, to the point of becoming a little child. The mystery that we learn, the lesson that we learn from this is that without humility, there is no possibility to understand who God is. Because God is humility. You are humility. You are humble, St. Francis said. By contemplating the Son, the eternal Word incarnate. Humility is the way to keep together the, the fact that God is a genetos with the fact that God is the Word made flesh. The two things go together because God and man are one in this little child. And the reason for creation <clears throat> is not a natural end. It's not a natural intention. Creation is made in view of Christ. Creation has a meaning in view of Christ. To understand this, we need humility. Humility plays here a very important role. Because humility tells us. To look at creation as a gift, something 
given, not my own property, my own right, but something given as a gift. Creation is a gift. Salvation, which is the completion of creation, is a gift. It's not a right. There is no right to anything. Of course, we have many rights. We have a right to our wages in our society. We have a right to a pension at some point. We have a right to what is just to be received, to be given. But the problem of today's culture is that we have lost the presupposition of having a right, which is to have also duties to fulfill in order to have a just right. It is not possible only to claim rights to anything. We first need to contribute also with what we can to uh, the well-being of the society. But the problem is that by losing the concept of something uh, not uh, something that is not due, something which is freely given, the concept of gift, we think that anything is a right, there is a right over creation, I can think to become even something different from what I am. For example, I wish to change myself. And uh, the problem is that even within the church, this mentality of the world now is very present. It seems that we have a right to anything. A right to grace. A right to the sacraments. A right to blessings. No. There is no right. There is a gift. Grace is a gift. Because the incarnation is a gift. Surpassing our capacity. Completing justice. But love is far above than justice. Never against it. But the very fulfillment of it. The mystery of Christmas is teaching us that uh, through humility we need to accept this great gift, the gift of a little child who is born to us. By accepting this little child, we change our mentality from being a mentality of possessing everything, claiming a right to anything, a mentality where we accept what we have been given. We accept our own self for what we are because what we are is what is given by God, the creator of heaven and earth. What I am is a gift from the creator, not a right to something else, a gift in itself because God is a gift himself to us. If we gain this concept back into our uh, Christian life, into our way of thinking as Christians and religious people within the church, 
we may avoid the temptation to transform grace into a right. In other words, to make grace being natural, no longer grace, but something uh, natural. And this is the end of Christianity, turning uh, Christianity into, into a kind of new ideology, new worldly religion, worldly philosophy. But the very difference between any ideology, any philosophy, any natural religion and Christianity is this. The word spoke and the word is made flesh. By acknowledging this mystery, we understand that God made heaven and earth in his child, in his son, and in view of him, he made you and me. My dear brethren, if you want to celebrate this Christmas, I, uh, I propose to also meditate on a beautiful teaching by St. Gregory the Great, who on this very day was preaching in his time at St. Mary Major in Rome, where the manger of Christ is kept and venerated. He said, Christians, God is man for you. He has become man for you. If you want to be truly a man and a Christian, you have to safeguard the dignity of God within yourself. This is Christmas. To celebrate the greatness of God, His infinite majesty and humility within our own self by by cherishing the dignity that he has given to us, to be children of God. He has become man to make us children of God. In this, we have a joy. We don't claim rights here and there. We accept the greatest gift, Jesus Christ, that little baby. And in him, we understand what a right is. Because we are ready also to cooperate with our own effort to any justice, to any good. We are ready to cooperate with grace in our own salvation. May this little child speak to you, to your heart, to your soul, to your families and bring peace into your families. May this little child bring peace into the church as we discover his presence, his centrality. May the Blessed Virgin Mary intercede for us and grant you, each one of you, to celebrate a holy, blessed Christmas. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.